Welcome to this bonus episode of Health with Hashimoto's. On this bonus episode, I'm going to do a book review. With any book review that I give positive ratings to in these bonus episodes, there will be an affiliate link down below in the show notes so that you can grab that book ASAP, or you can always check it out from your library. I love my local library. Let's dive into today's book review. After episode 17, where I talked to you about surviving and navigating the holidays on an autoimmune diet, I saw this book and I thought, this would be perfect to bring to my listeners as hope. <laughs> because if you're on an autoimmune diet, if you've taken certain things out of your diet, you might miss baked goods. When I saw this book called The Autoimmune Protocol Baking Book, I was like, oh my goodness. And the cover it just makes me hungry just looking at it on the cover, which is gorgeous. There's muffins and cookies and breads and pie, all the things that if you have taken huge categories of food out of your diet, you might be missing these foods. This book is written by Wendy Washington Hunt. It releases on the 13th of December, 2022. If you're listening to this right when I release this podcast episode, you can head over to Amazon and pre-order it. If you're listening to it anytime after, like two days after this episode comes out, it should be already available. I will have a link in the show notes so that you can head right over. It will be an affiliate link if you want to help support the podcast by clicking on that link. Of course, as we all know, affiliate links do not change your price whatsoever. The description of this book reads, we cannot live on kale alone. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't start out with that sentence, but when I read that sentence, it made me laugh and I was like, you've hooked me. It says, baking on the AIP, okay, I'm gonna interrupt myself. The AIP, the Autoimmune Paleo Protocol, is written about by several different authors and it involves taking a whole lot of things out of your diet, more than just the four that I mentioned on episode 11. So this book in particular is written for people who have taken a lot of things out of their diet, including eggs, including all grains, including chocolate. There's a lot of things that the AIP protocol suggests. So this book says baking on the AIP is tough, really tough. What's a baker to do when standard baking ingredients such as grains, dairy, sugar, eggs, and nuts are off the table? What can you create that is free of the ingredients that make you sick yet still taste like the real thing? The answer is not a lot until now. The different chapters in this book include pies and tarts, cookies, bars, cakes, muffins, biscuits and scones, crisps and crumbles and cobblers, quick breads, crackers and snacks. Oh my goodness. If you used to bake and now you've had to remove a whole lot of stuff from your diet and you miss baking, you miss the baked goods, this cookbook is just gonna make your mouth water. You're gonna tr want to try so many of the recipes. Some highlights for me of this book. Number one, she identifies that a lifestyle is different than a diet. She specifically says the style of our life should be sustainable, and that means an occasional treat. You know how much I love talking about things that are both simple and sustainable, because if it's not simple, you're not going to do it. If it's not sustainable, you're not going to continue to do it. So I love the fact that she talks about a lifestyle and maintaining a sustainable lifestyle. Yes, yes, yes. Number two, I love that she was honest. She didn't sugarcoat things and say, oh, these recipes are super easy and they're going to taste delicious and exactly like you remember the traditional things. 
No, she's honest. And she specifically says, AIP baked goods will never be exactly what you remember. It's true. What we eat when we have taken broad categories of foods out of our diet, it's not going to taste the same. And I just appreciate the, a cookbook author telling you that, telling you up front, it's not going to be the same. But at the same time, this book is so encouraging. Over and over, I got the sense of try and try again. If this fails, either try that one again, that recipe, or try a different recipe. But this book is filled with hope, which I did not expect to say about a cookbook. <laughs> you do not read a cookbook to find hope, or at least I don't think about a cookbook as having hope. So I loved that it was honest and encouraging. Uh, something that I'm going to take away from this book is well, I've got a huge list of recipes to try. The recipes that I want to try include a pie crust. Yes, just a basic pie crust because then I can put whatever I want inside of it, uh, including her amazing looking Dutch apple pie recipe. And then there's pumpkin pie. I feel like pumpkin pie is appropriate for any time in the winter and it is winter right now. But of course, there's also chocolate chip cookies and gingerbread cookies, cut out sugar cookies, if it's Christmas and that's one of your traditions in your family is decorating Christmas cookies together, you want sugar cookies that you can eat. There's also thumbprint cookies. I know a lot of people eat those for Christmas and love them in the holiday season. And then there's foods that you would typically eat anytime, like bagels. I loved baking bagels back when I could eat gluten, when I could eat, quote, normal foods. Making bagels, it wasn't something that I did a lot, but it was really fun and they tasted so good. I was really excited to see the bagel recipe in here and all the tips, the tips to make it work. Because as she says so many times in this book, baking with these restrictions, sometimes it's upside down and counterintuitive. So I love the tips in here. So after reading this book, I've got my list of recipes that I want to try out. I would love to know if you get this book and what recipes you're going to try. I really don't know which recipe I am going to try first. I think it's going to come down to the flower choices. She gives us different flower options and each recipe has specific flowers that you need. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my list of recipes that I want to try first and then compare them to see what recipes have the same or similar ingredients so that I can make my shopping list because I do not want to go out and buy a ton of new ingredients that I don't have in my kitchen just to try a whole bunch of different recipes. I would rather look at all the recipes and say, which ingredients do I need so that I can make like three of these recipes and start out small because simple is sustainable. So I'll get a couple recipes under my belt and then I'll be able to throw some cookies in the freezer so that when I want a dessert, I will have something. It will be, mm, I'm already looking forward to it. So head over to wherever you like to buy books from and pre-order or order this book. It looks amazing. Again, the title is The Autoimmune Protocol Baking Book. The author is Wendy Washington Hunt, and I will have an affiliate link down in the show notes so that you can click it, head over to Amazon, and get it with a simple click. But I forgot to give you a star rating. After all, it is a book review, so I need to have a star rating, right? 
Now, the last book review I did, I gave it a red flag rating. I'm going to give this book a star rating. I follow the Goodreads rating system. I've been rating books for NetGalley where I get books before they're released. And so I have kept my rating system consistent. So one star means I didn't like it. Two stars, it was okay. Three stars, I liked it four stars. I really liked it. And five stars. It was amazing. I'm going to read it over and over or it will impact my daily life. Now, I really like this book, but I don't think it's going to impact my daily life. So I'm going to give it a four star review. Now, I feel like we live in a culture where if it's good, you give it five stars. Otherwise, you give it one star. We live in this polarized culture. And for book reviews, I don't do that. I do make sure that when I rate a book and when I post my rating on Goodreads or something, I include my rating system. Even though Goodreads gives you these numbers and what they mean, I feel like a lot of people just give it a one or a five. So I'm going to stick with my rating system. This book gets a four stars, which means it's really good. I really liked it. I just don't think that it's going to impact my everyday life. I absolutely love to read. I think for my bonus episodes, I'm going to bring you book reviews. Let me know what book you want me to review next. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Health with Hashimoto's. I would love to find out what you thought of this book as well. Have you read it? Are you going to put it on your wish list? Are you going to put it in your pile of to read books? Head over to Instagram and find me at esthery.rn, tag me in your stories, or send me a direct message and let me know what your thoughts are about this book. If you have suggestions for other books that I should review for these bonus episodes, let me know that too. And as always, you can head over to healthwithhashimotos.com and you can download my free Hashimoto's 101 guide. It is your guide to understanding your Hashimoto's thyroiditis so that you can create a plan to health. Over on the website, you can also schedule a Hashimoto's health session so that you can figure out your next step on your path to health.